Hi, everybody. Welcome to Emotional Detox. This is Shariana. I'm so grateful to have you guys with me here today. And I just want to remind you that Emotional Detox for Anxiety, if you're listening to this before December 15th, it is on pre-order right now, guys. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because when you pre-order Emotional Detox for Anxiety, you get a free gift. And the gift is a download of the five best practices of how to begin your anxiety detox. So it's a really great supplement to the book, but it's only available till December 15th. So you want to make sure you grab that while you can. And I'm going to be putting that information um, underneath this episode today. So you're going to see that link right there. In addition to the information about my special guest that I have with me today, and her name is Ellen Barrett, and I'm super, super excited to have her on Emotional Detox today. She, um, she's still kind of a little bit of a superstar, I think. Well, maybe not a superstar, but she's been around for a long time. I, you might recognize her name. She's a top mind-body movement instructor with blockbuster videos like Crunch. You guys remember Crunch? Fat-burning Pilates, the Yogini Workout, and Prevention's Flat Belly series. She's the author of four wellness books, including her latest, which is 20 Days to a Lighter Diet, which delves into specifically women and weight release. I love that, weight release, with Yoga Pilates, ACE Fitness, and Institute of Integrative Health. So, Ellen, welcome to the show. I and if you could just say hello and then also let us know your website because I don't have it here and I want to make sure I get it in before before and at the end of the episode. So welcome. Hi. Thank you, Sherrianna. So my website is ellenbarrett.com, just my name spelled out. And um, it aims to be very welcoming and uh, inclusive and there's lots of good stuff on it. So visit it. <laughs> Awesome. Definitely. And I have visited it, folks. And I actually went on YouTube and I did a couple of your your fitness stuff and they are fun and they're professional and they're good. I mean, you're creative. You the way because I, I teach yoga. So, you know, they're the sequencing and the way that you put moves together. And I love anything where you can your body is its own weight, right? It's just so good for for the body to learn how to move in a way and build your muscles. But for, so first I just want to uh, talk about you've, you've, how long you've been doing this? Well, since I was 18. So for a really long time. <laughs> and I always say that I just couldn't find a better job. So I've really seriously been at it for a really long time. I started teaching aerobics when I was 18 years old. Wow. Yep. And so I'm curious, how, how have you seen the field change? How have, how have you and your, your work evolved over time? And, and more specifically, I'm thinking about mental health, because now we're all realizing that we are, and it sounds like you blend that already, you're blending in mental health and and nutrition and all of that. And maybe that's part of your answer. But tell me, what, 
What have you been observing over the years? Great question. So much has changed. I think the first thing is, and it really pertains to you and your audience, is people are stressed out. And back when I started, they just were working out for physical reasons. And now people are going to the studio, going to the gym for mental health, for stress reducing. They're going to the gym for other reasons, just to get grounded. And it's just a very different intention. Um, And so they're using movement as a wellness tool, not just a fitness tool. Um, So that's the first thing. And the second thing is I feel like there's more chronic illness and, and sort of like chronic pain. And when I started, and it's not just because I'm in my 40s and I'm around people in their 40s, I'm still training people in their 20s. And when I was in my 20s, I was training people in their 60s and 70s. So my demographic has always been the same. I just am now like researching arthritis and uh, chronic fatigue and all these things. And I never had to do that 20 years ago. They just didn't come across my my path as much as they do now. So I find that we just need to like hunker down and actually use, you know, movement as medicine more. And we're already on the path, but I think that's the big thing. I I love I love the way you just said movement is medicine. That mm-hmm. that's beautiful. And how can you think of any examples of using movement as medicine, is there, is there anything that comes to mind, someone who may be in, in your world that has worked with you or how that's helped them with their mental health? Can you give us a, an example of that? Totally. So I live in Connecticut. There's a lot of New Yorkers around me. Um, one of the big things I have, I live in this town where there's a lot of weekenders. So we have people that live in New York and then they come up here for the weekend. And one thing I notice is that they're not here now. They're not present in their body and they're kind of wound up. And so one of the most important things is to sit on the floor and focus on breath and just start inhabiting the body. And this is a 10 minute thing, right? And it changes everything. It makes someone more beautiful, actually. Their face softens, their voice is better. Um, Their breath is obviously, you know, just gets less restricted and is flowing. So there's so many simple things. Sitting on the floor is major. I do barefoot workouts. I'm completely devoted to being barefoot. That really helps with grounding. Um, I think breath work is so underrated for managing stress. So playing with the breath a little bit and elongating the inhale and, and slowing down the exhale, these are all things I use every day with my clients. And, um, you know, the more stress you have, we think there's this myth, actually, and New Yorkers really thrive on it. They just think, oh, I'm a New Yorker, and, it'll, you know, and they go fast, and they walk so fast, they talk fast, and they're really... Um, sort of restless. It's, you know, the city induces that. I lived there for many years. I'm talking about myself here, but I think that we can't use that as an excuse because it's, it's not the way we are. We're not our best. We're not present. And it's actually really 
it's like taking away a lot of energy that can be used elsewhere. So it actually depletes us over time. And it, you might be able to get a lot accomplished for a little window of time, but over time and longevity, when you move into your older, your older decades, you really need to manage that. So I love that. And, and I love the way you say this, the simple things like the barefoot workout, which is, and it's not just exclusive to yoga. It sounds like what exactly. you're saying is, is you don't have to just be practicing yoga to go barefoot and to take care of your body and to get on the floor, right? To exactly. Get, to get out of that mode where you're on the run and you're in those upper extremities and, and getting on the floor and getting deeper in your breath. And sounds like you have a lot of people that return to you over yeah. and, and find their center again and come back to themselves after running around in, in the cities. So you know, I'm curious, when I was looking at your flat belly series, uh-huh. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, it kind of, when you say the word, the two words, flat belly, it kind of reminds me of the word anxiety, right? People know, right. you know, when I'm out there giving talks about anxiety, it's like people want to show up. They know that they really could benefit from show up, showing up, but at the same time, they want to avoid me, <laughs> right? It's, it's a little bit of a trigger word and it's, they're not really sure if they're ready. And I can imagine that whole flat belly. I mean, it kind of reminds yeah. me, it's like we all sort of want it. We all desire it. But at the same time, uh, it just seems it, like... Well, you know, it's true. That's a, yeah. it was a big series I worked with, Prevention Magazine, Rodale. It was a big series. So I, people met me for the first time through that program that was distributed worldwide. Um, I didn't name it. I would never have named something that. At the time, there was a book also. So they wanted to piggyback on the book that was called The Flat Belly Diet, I believe. Um, But it's true. Like, that can't be your first goal. I, that's actually, I really thought about this because I did a lot of stuff. I mean, I did infomercials and um, there were titles that I, that kind of made me cringe. And, but marketers are marketers. And I, you know, at the time I, you know, I'm older and wiser now, but I think at the time I just didn't notice that it was a button pusher. But um, I think honestly, in the last 10 years, we've really moved on. I was just talking about, I got the Athleta catalog in the mail and it says, be present, be grounded, be focused. Like it doesn't talk about yoga or fitness or fat burning or, and it's a really good step in the right direction. But I think that we've polarized the workout world. So there's the stuff that's very empowering. And then there's stuff that's pretty, you know, anxiety inducing, you know, it's still there, you know, you still have that, whatever. So so what, where do you suggest people begin when, when, so when they see something like flat belly series, because it's still going to be out there, right? And you're right. Marketing is, they many very often they find the negative gets people's attention right gets you to pick it up and uh, I've written eight books emotional detox for anxiety is my eighth book and I and one of my favorite books that I've written is called choosing love 
it's, it's, I mean, I love them all. They're like my children, of course, but I, I love that book, Choosing Love. And yet Choosing Love has the least amount of attention when it comes right. to, comes to book sales, which is fascinating because for whatever reason, <laughs> it just, it just, for marketing, it, it works, that, that negative. And I think it ties into those survival things, you know, it's just kind of sparking them and keeping those old programs a little bit alive. But I, I agree with you. I think we're heading in a, a new direction now where, so, so we see that title flat belly and you say, that's actually not where to begin. Where do, where do people begin in your mind when it comes to health and, and doing what you do? Well, I'll tell you, I think we have to take, we have to take control over our wellness. We can't wait for a doctor or a subscription, you know, a prescription drug. We can't actually, you know, we can do our own research, buy the books, read the books. Like, honestly, we, there's so much BS out there. And even with diet, like with diets, the worst. So fitness is, a, is like the poor stepchild next to the diet industry, right? It's the worst. It'll say, you know, jelly beans are good for you this year. You know, it's just all just like so much noise. But, um, but um, so I think that's it. You need to do things yourself. You need to own it. You need to take charge. It's called empowered wellness. So like for me, I think movement is a, is a cheap, effective daily dose of self-care. Um, you know, making your home as, you know, like non-toxic as possible totally helps. Covering your sleep. I mean, these are nature. Mother nature is so good to us. And we, we don't take advantage of all the stuff that is just coming at us all the time, like fresh air, a walk at sunset. I mean, these are things that really affect us emotionally, uh, mentally, physically, and um, spiritually. And we need to like take that back and not think that, you know, a spa treatment is amazing, but that also puts that on someone else. Like, what can you do right now for your health and wellness? And so, you know, cooking for yourself is a major step. Um, I really believe that that's what has to happen for more and more people. And we will hopefully bankrupt the pharmaceutical companies because <laughs> I feel like they're just getting such a free ticket all the time. Um, and they're not really helping. Um, the Absolutely. side effects of so many of these things. And I see it because I'm so connected to my my clients on a weekly basis, I see them week after week. And I know, oh, they started taking this drug and then this started happening and then they went back and then they went to that specialist. And it's, it's a nightmare. And I just, my dream for the world and for everyone listening is to just take back their power um, and just trust in, in your health and you can feel good and, you know, move in that direction. I love that. I love that. So just, it, I love the term empowered wellness and don't wait. And even those of us who are waiting till January 1st, right? Why right. are we waiting? Right. Right. <laughs> Why do you need to wait till January 1st to take back your power? And, and why are we allowing, I see so many people that get so stressed out about 
the holidays and they just sort of pack it on and the expectations go higher and they put their their fitness aside or their their meditation aside, whatever it is. And and so it's really making yourself a priority, right? Totally. Well, and that's another thing. It's like we think that to lose weight, it's diet and exercise, but or, you know, it really, it's meditation helps people, you know, lose weight or find their ideal weight because it helps them be less reactive. It helps them feel and be guided from within. Um, it ultimately helps them eat better and take care, better care of themselves. So stop thinking kind of literally about things and what media will say, you know, eat grapefruit and that's all. And, you know, that is really one dimensional. And, and the way you as a whole person operate is very multidimensional. So, you know, if you physically just don't feel like you can start a movement program, you can maybe meditate. You can maybe start cooking more at home. You know, you can maybe just start having fruit breakfasts or, you know, figure something out. There's so many other places. So where one part of wellness might not be available to you. Um, maybe you can't get weekly massages or monthly massages, but then you can, you know, have a great bath, soak in the Epsom salt tub and like de-stress that way on your own, you know, without, you know, a huge expense. So it's really figuring that out. And I think that's the beauty of, um, of, uh, you know, being, like I've been in this business for 30 years and that's really the beauty of group exercise classes as opposed to training clients. Group exercise classes, either joining a gym or a studio, they are incredibly economical. When you really think about it, most of them in studios are quite intimate and um, you know, $15, $20 for a class by a great teacher who's giving you her you know, her life's work. I think, I mean, I always say like splurge on that, you know, splurge on that class. Um, it'll make you a better person and you'll meet people and you'll, you'll just be inspired. And, um, it's a great way to just get fitter. Absolutely. And I, and I know with the new year coming, a lot of times those, they give you a big deal and you get to, you know, memberships go down or the joiners fee goes down and all of that. So everybody's going to be looking, there's going to be opportunities for people for you to take advantage of. I, I also know, Ellen, that you offer, do you, do you offer mem membership? You have? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I actually have an online studio at ellenbarrett.com. <laughs> And um, it's only five ninety five a month. Hello. <laughs> and it, the classes are waiting for you. And um, we have a new workout every month. And coming up this month, we have prayer flow. So they're, they're just a real fusion blend of classes. They're barefoot, but we do Pilates and yoga and cardio. We just did an interval. We just released an interval um, class that was quite challenging, but we're barefoot using three pound weights and not 20 pound weights. And um, so try to have a lot of variety, try to offer people, you know, options. Cause that's another thing. Like the busyness is a fact, you know, no one works nine to five anymore. It's so that's why I think online has been so successful, but I think it's user friendly and it's a great, 
addition to your art, your program that you do locally. Maybe it's you have a running group or you play tennis on Wednesday nights or whatever you do, that's great. And this could be a good supplement for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's um, like I said, I looked at the videos and I really, really, really loved I enjoyed them very, very much. So I strongly encourage people to to check that out. Yeah, I was thinking as you were talking about this empowerment piece about owning your fitness and owning your nutrition and starting to cook on your own. And it it reminds you know that the messaging is similar, but a different in my world, it's about really owning your emotions because so often mm-hmm. we wanna we wanna put it on other people. You know, they cause this, right? They cause my anxiety. They make me angry. They make me, you know, it's it's because of this or that or them that I'm feeling this overextended. And so it's similar messaging that eventually you got you have to own those emotions. And my motto is he who feels them owns them. <laughs> I right? love that. If, if you're feeling them, then they're yours. They're not, they don't belong to anybody else. And don't you dare allow, give away your power in that way. So, so it's, it's an interesting, I, I love hearing that. It just reminded me of the work that I do. Um, and speaking of that, both Ellen and I also offer workshops at Kripalu. I'm going to be there in January offering an emotional detox, actually two different um, sections of that. The first one is a weekend and then, or you can take part in the five day experience. I'm going to be there in January 30th. Ellen, my friend Ellen's going to be there in May 220. And I know that's like, you know, we're all just getting through the holidays right now. Um, (laughs) But I just want you guys to know that because it is refreshing to be with a group of people and May's a good time to kind of write that down because it's your summer's coming, right? And, and you might just need a little bit of boost and a little bit of motivation, time for yourself before it gets crazy. And, and then I'm going to be there in the beginning of the year, helping people to do, uh, learn how to experience their their emotions and the benefits of that. So make sure that you guys earmark this in some way, put it, jot that down so you don't forget. Is there anything else that you want to share with us, Ellen, and in, in your experience or um, how about food? Should we talk about food a little bit? Because we sure. haven't really <laughs> touched upon that. I just got a Nutribullet, by the way. Nice. <laughs> I love okay. Nutribullet. It's the best. And yeah. we're having a lot of fun with that. And I'm stealing Whole Foods recipes all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, tell me tell me more about that one you just made. And they're very open and friendly about that. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk food. Uh, we're all coming into a season where there's an abundance of food and food rem- reminds me of emotions, right? If you, if you eat too many of them, right. And, and you pile them on, you're just like, Oh my God, I can't move. I can't breathe. I can't think I can't, I'm, I'm useless. <laughs> I'm completely useless. And you just sort of let it all unravel. But so tell me, any any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to get grounded before you eat. So when it you know overeating or reaching for something that is really not the best for you, 
um, reactive eating is, um, is a symptom of not being present. You know, I, I always say like my son, he is so good at saying, yeah, like, no, I don't want that. Yeah, I want that. I mean, he's almost rude sometimes because, uh, you know, the waiter will come and he'll like, yeah, it doesn't look very good. And like, but, um, you know, he always stops too before, you know, he's overeaten. He's like, oh, you know, he just know he's so connected. And um, I think that's what we as adults need to be, you know? And um, so I think that's huge. And I try to tell all my clients you know, I, as I joke, I say, be civilized, like sit down when you eat too many people eat in the car. Cause it's, we talk so much about what we're eating, but not how we're eating. And so, you know, don't eat on the car. I mean, when I back to the New York thing, I was in New York with my friend from Italy. This was like four years ago. And she couldn't believe people were drinking coffee and walking. <laughs> She's like, are those, what are they drinking in those coffee cups? Are, th- are those cups? I'm like, they're coffee. She's like, can't they just wait till they get to the next place and have a coffee? Um, and I thought that was such an interesting observation because it's so commonplace for us to see that. So, you know, get civilized with your food and with your eating and, and don't dwell too much about what you're eating, but how you're eating, you know, set the table, um, you know, lay out a beautiful plate of food, you know, you know, I, you know, I could go on and on use silverware. What a shocker. (laughs) Um, uh, so like have a a beautiful glass of water with lemon with you while you're drinking it or while you're eating. So it's such a, it's such an important thing. It, It really does help you eating can actually make you stressed out or it could be this amazing serenity, you know, experience. So I always imagine when I've gone on vacation and people are cooking for you and you're sitting down and you're like being like, it's like, why don't you feel like that all the time? Why are you only enjoying this meal now while you're on vacation? So be civilized, demand, demand that you have this elegance when you dine. And this could be breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, and you know, one of my New Year's resolutions years ago was to stop eating in the car. And I was living in Los Angeles and I think I lasted like a week because I was like sitting in traffic all the time. So um, of course that's like, there's gonna be exceptions to the rule, but you know, maybe you can make it your goal to have this beautiful sit down dinner as much as you can. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. And, you know, so many things are going through my mind. I mean, my, my dream, honestly, is that, that they extend the lunch hour in schools. Mm-hmm. Those children are taught to shove their food down. They don't even know what they're eating. And hurry up and move on. And it's, it really is. It's bec- and now these, a lot, many of these children are adults. Yeah. And they, they, it is, they've just learned that this is what you do. You, you just eat on the go. And so I couldn't agree with you more. This has been really helpful. I feel like we've gotten a, a lot of, a lot of simple ways to nurture ourselves. Nice reminders, right? Nice little gentle reminders. I love the way you present it. Uh, also remember guys, her, her videos. I am definitely going to be buying one of these videos, Def, I, I enjoy them. I'm, I'm still old fashioned where I like to stick a video in. Now and then. 
Um, so thank you so, so much, Ellen, for being with us here today. And thank you, listeners, for showing up as you do and for being for being for your presence in the world and for listening and for being open and willing to participate even through your listening in these conversations and remember your emotions matter processing them matters more until next time i'll see you guys later thank you for listening to learn more about the emotional detox live group coaching sessions and all of sherriana's books go to sherriannaboyle.com